welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've joined us. Michigan clerks have begun mailing out absentee ballots to voters who've requested one for the November election. Voting rights activists are urging people to return those ballots as soon as possible to make sure those votes get counted. Stacey Abrams is a former candidate for governor in Georgia and a renowned voting rights activist. She's hoping to get the word out about voters' rights ahead of the election. Abrams recently spoke with Detroit Today senior producer Jake Neer. Here's that conversation. Stacey Abrams, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you for having me. So early voting has started here in Michigan. Uh, talk a little bit about how you envision this election, given the new reliance uh, on uh, voting by mail, on absentee voting, especially in a state like Michigan that just recently expanded its uh, options for voting uh, absentee um, in a state where uh, Donald Trump won very narrowly in 2016. Talk about the dynamics at play with the ways that we're voting and how you believe that might impact this election. Well, first, I would say that it is a critical good that Michigan has taken steps to expand access for the right to vote to those who are eligible. And in the midst of a pandemic, we do not want people to panic and to worry about whether their votes will be counted and their voices will be heard, particularly as we plan for how we recover from this, uh, this terrible tragedy. And number two, I think that a great deal of credit is due to your Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, and your governor and lieutenant governor, Gretchen Whitmer and Garland Gilchrist, because what's happened is that more Michiganders understand what their rights look like. Your early voting started in your state on September 24th, and that means every single Michigan voter can vote in person at their city or township clerk's office. They can make a plan to vote at one of more than 30 satellite offices that open on October 5th. In Detroit alone, there will be 30 official drop boxes. And all of these are ways we can ensure that our democracy isn't disturbed by a pandemic. We've voted during Civil War. We have voted during the Spanish flu. And we should be able to cast ballots during a pandemic. You've made a lot of conversation happen here in the United States about voter suppression, about uh, intimidation. Talk about from your perspective in 2020, um, you know, where you see that happening here in Michigan, uh, our options for voting absentee aren't the only thing that have changed. We also have now uh, leaders in position. Um, Attorney General Dana Nessel is saying that she is going to prosecute uh, crimes of voter suppression and voter intimidation to the full force of the law. She's made that a priority. Uh, talk about how you see that playing out in 2020. We knew that in 2018, Georgia was not alone as a state of voter suppression. Michigan, unfortunately, had some of the worst actors. But what we have seen happen in Michigan and around the country is that because we've lifted up the conversation of voter suppression, because we have put a very sharp eye on ways that people are being prevented from or discouraged from exercising a constitutional right, we now have more protections for that right than we did in 2018 or 2016. And in Michigan, this is an incredibly important piece of what the people decided. And that's why voting is so critical. It was the people of Michigan who put in place important protections in 2018 when they went to the polls and voted. And I'm proud to know that we have leaders across this country, especially in Michigan, who recognize that while the specter of voter fraud, then largely proven to be illusory, 
that the reality of voter suppression blocked eligible citizens from casting their votes. And I'm proud of any role I have played in lifting up this issue, but more importantly, in mitigating the harm that it has done to our democracy. So on that note, talk a little bit about how you think that the Democratic Party and how our country more generally, what officials need to be doing to make sure that this election happens without an incredible amount of upheaval. I mean, we're hearing already now about what happens if the uh, if the election drags out for a long period of time, if uh, the results are so close that there are questions as to um, legitimacy. Obviously, the president is talking about, um, you know, essentially very openly talking about uh, questioning the legitimacy of this election, if he, especially if he loses. Um, what are your concerns and how do we combat really damaging election here and the way that it plays out? Michigan is a top battleground state, and it will help choose the next president. But whether you live in Michigan or Georgia or Wisconsin, our responsibility, first of all, is to not panic. We know that there are intentional assaults on the right to vote. The Republicans have actually said very plainly they intend to limit access to the right to vote, even for those who are otherwise eligible. And sadly, the president of the United States has been the chief cheerleader and disinformation there to block access to the right to vote. But what we have to hold on to is our responsibility as citizens, as patriots, to be a part of the process. That means we cannot panic when we hear about the misinformation campaigns. Number two, we have to make a plan to vote, and that's why I'm so proud of the work being done by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. If you go to IWillVote.com MI, you can get information about how to vote, the many ways to vote in Michigan. And the IWillVote.com website works for the entire country. And then we have to make certain that we understand a delay does not mean that anything has been cheated. A delay means the system is actually working. This is not a normal election on a number of levels. 2020 has proven that nothing is normal. But when it comes to an election, when people could, would have to risk their lives to vote, vote by mail has been an option in this country for decades. We're simply expanding the use. But that means we have to expand our patience to meet it. My election in 2018 took 10 days. It didn't guarantee me a victory, but it guaranteed that more votes were counted from eligible Georgians who otherwise would have been pushed out of the process. And as Americans, we should want to know the truth. It's not about speed. It's about accuracy. And if we have a, reg- if we have a count that takes a few extra days, but we can be certain of the outcome, then that's what's best for our country. I'm curious, though, if you viscerally feel worried about what this election will mean for our trust in our in our democratic system. I believe that we have the right to make our system work. And for me, it's not about worry. It's about intentionality. That's why it's so important that we talk about the truth of voter suppression and we dispel the myth and the lie that there is some form of rampant fraud. We cannot allow the president of the United States to cheat and bully his way into victory. We also have to know that we have people running for office at every level who will be the deciders of whether or not we maintain our democracy. And so we should not only think about who we vote for for president and for the U.S. Senate, uh, and you guys have a great Senate race that's happening there, we also have to think about who are those folks, those local administrators, who are helping certain at the local level we can trust our elections. That's just as important. 
just as important that we have local officials who are standing up for the rule of law and the right of others. That's how we maintain our democracy, not by catering to the wild fantasies of one person or a party, but by remembering the core of who we are and fighting to make sure that our democracy reflects our values, and that is that every vote should be cast and every vote should be counted. Before I let you go, I have to ask, what's next for you politically? I do not know. My first, my current mission is to ensure that we have an accurate count in the 2020 census, so I encourage all of your listeners to ensure that they have participated in what is unfortunately shaping up to be the most inaccurate census in generations, but also that we have a fair election and that we continue to move towards being the nation I know we can be where all of our citizens have the right to participate and be heard in our elections. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Stacey Abrams. Really appreciate you joining us here on Detroit Today. I appreciate the invitation. Take care. Stacey Abrams is a voting rights activist and former candidate for governor in Georgia. She spoke with Detroit Today senior producer Jake Neer. Up next, we'll hear from both of the candidates for U.S. Senate here in Michigan. Thank you.